Try to learn from it though. I'm gonna lay out some steps for you to make that leap, make that jump. Ever felt like you were stuck in one place? Cause something was putting everything in your way. You want bigger things and even bigger dreams. But some things ain't as easy as it seems. Nah, I spent a long time chasing other people's dreams. I put my goals aside. I said it's for the team. I went around the world and met a bunch of girls. And some things I wouldn't change for the world. But I'd be lying if I said I was really happy. A lot of ups and downs. Some kind of sappy. I did a lot of shit, but it wasn't cause of me. Felt like a fraud, but Olivia supported me. To be real, I was scared to be out there No confidence in the failure I couldn't bear I couldn't measure to the talent that I was around So I had to turn the volume down on my own voice That was my choice Looking like a man, still feeling like a boy Knowing every day I would kill it if I did it But risking my ego, I couldn't live with it But I ain't getting any younger though I'm only 26 Gotta stop playing, start building for some shit And before there ain't no time left I'ma follow these eight steps My name is Misato Nagare, um, and I'm from Japan, and I'm 37 years old. Uh, what part of Japan? Um, I'm, I guess I'm from Toyota, mm -hmm. which is the city. Um, it, it was actually, the city was named after the company, okay. Toyota, um, and so that's where the headquarters is. Um, I actually didn't really live there for too long. I've only lived there for like a total of maybe five years, but on three separate occasions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I tell people that's where I'm from, but you know, I don't really have that huge of an attachment. Were you moving like back and forth or? Yeah. So like when I was, I was born in Japan and I think I lived like in the Toyota area from zero to one and then from one to like six I lived in a different part of Japan called Toyama which is on the uh, Sea of Japan side not the Pacific side mm -hmm. so the other side um, and then I we moved back to Toyota and I was there for like maybe a year and then we moved to the US mm -hmm. so um, I was seven when we my family moved to the bay area and why'd they move to the bay just for work yeah yeah so my dad was working in whatever you know the company he was working at um just had to move a, a lot and that's why you know even prior to going to the bay area we moved around mm -hmm. um and so they sent him to uh the bay area office i think they were it starting the Bay Area office. It was like new or something. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so, yeah, we lived there for six years, um, from 86 to 92, and then I moved back to Toyota. Mm -hmm. So then I finished up um, junior high, but then for high school, um, I went to Tokyo for high school. My family was living in Toyota, but um, so I lived in the dorm in Tokyo going to high school. That's crazy. What yeah. was that like? That was you, fun. Were you on your own like family-wise or did you have family in the area? 
Um, well, the thing is, like, uh, the dorm, they, it was, you know, it was on campus, and um, there was, it, there weren't that many other kids that lived in the dorm. I think they used to have more kids who lived, you know, in the dorm, but there was, like, less, so um, there weren't that many. But they would kick you out on the weekends because hmm. a lot of the kids who lived in the dorm still lived like in the greater like not Tokyo like outs but like kind of outside of Tokyo not that far yeah just kind of far to um have to commute every day but you know it's on the weekends like the yeah area. yeah it's like a couple hours or something you know but yeah. like my parents lived like away you know in a totally different part of Japan so my first like semester my the only relatives I had like um, it was my great aunts so it was my grandmother's two older sisters Jeez. and one of them's grandson yeah like the three of them lived together it was like a strange <laughs> living situation and so it was these two old ladies the 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 grandson I, he was older than me he was like maybe like mid-20s like he was working I think mm -hmm. um but the yeah the two grandmas they were like in their 80s they both like smoked like <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> I would just be like oh smoking like because the guy smoked too so all yeah. of them smoking and I'm just like oh it's so I would just be like <sighs> you know but yeah they don't care they're just smoking like that sounds so cool yeah like they, it would be they, like a character in a movie or something yeah they both live to like 90 something so you know Jeez. they're just a very healthy uh family what was it like being a kid huh what was it like being a kid were you really active and like into stuff or you were into books i was really into books um um my grandfather had sent a huge library of books to us when we lived when we moved you know to out of the country to the bay area and so he was like super into books so he sent us for the kids because he was like oh you know i want to make sure you guys are reading japanese and yeah. whatever and so he sent us like like a whole series of like stuff you know that you find in like uh kids libraries in japan so he would send the whole thing and so i would sit like read every night mm -hmm. like like my mom would have to come and tell me to like go to bed because <laughs> <laughs> I'd be up reading at like 11 and she's like you're still up yet you know yeah yeah I used to get in trouble for reading as a kid yeah yeah I once had a teacher give me the uh like I don't know how you do it at your old school uh -huh. but here we do blah 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 speech but it was because I was blah, reading blah, Stephen speech. King uh -huh. in class uh -huh. and she got really upset uh -huh. <laughs> but I've only ever heard that speech when you're like acting up in class you know uh -huh. instead of just like not paying attention yeah 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 it's so weird <laughs> do you have a lot of friends still from like being a kid in Japan or are they mostly older um I the, my friends that I have in Japan, actually, actually, I have friends um, from when I lived in the Bay Area that I went to Japanese school with because mm -hmm. uh, we went to Japanese school on Saturdays, and so my friends from there I still keep in touch with. Um, and so when I go back to Japan, I usually see them. Yeah. Um, and but not from before not like, like elementary school or something like no, that no not really they're kind of in different places now like social media like if i tried i could like connect yeah um but otherwise it's like my high school friends um 
what if I go back to Japan, I'll like see my high school friends. They're they're um, in Japan. So the ones that lived in the Bay, they 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 all moved back. So okay, yeah. Were you pretty social as a kid? Um, like I only know you as an adult. So yeah, like it's um, not super social, but you know, just like my group of friends, I wasn't super friendly. Like going out, making a ton of friends all over the place, but. But I don't. I think because we moved around a lot, I think I was able to kind of find, you know, yeah, a, a situation to fit into, fit myself into. Um, yeah. So. And what did you do after high school? So after high school, um, I well, while while I was in high school, I decided to go to art school. For college, um, so I had applied to um, some schools out in California. Well, there, I applied to two schools in Southern California art schools, and so I decided to go to Cal Arts. Um, so yeah, after I graduated high school, for like a few months, I had to like work because you graduate in March yeah. in Japan, you know, and the school doesn't start till <laughs> September. So yeah, so like six months I like had a found a job and I was, yeah, killing time. Were you always artistic as a kid? Um yeah, I liked to draw as a kid and my mom um was into art herself, like when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And so she like encouraged it, you know. So I took um like oil painting classes when I was living in the Bay and also like watercolor classes, mm-hmm. two separate classes, yeah. So was. And art's so broad, like what's your specialty, I guess? Like what do you feel like you're best at? <clears throat> um, I usually am somewhere between like drawing with pen or pencil and like watercolor, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I like watercolor because it's kind of um, easier setup, you know? Um, like oil painting is kind of more of a setup. Yeah, you it's know? like and intensive. It like, yeah, and you know, it takes a while to dry and everything, and it smells and like whatever, you know? So you kind of need more space just yeah. because you gotta lay stuff out to make sure you don't get paint all over the place. But, and I'm somebody who like, I'll just have paint like on um, parts of my. I'm like, how did it get there? You know. I'm yeah. Like, so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get paint all over the place. So watercolor, but it's fun. I like I like doing oil paint painting too. I've been trying to get more into um, like digital painting recently. Does it feel weird doing it digitally? It's just a lot more work. Oh. Um, because it might partly be because like my computer's not that new it's kind of old so I don't know if that's why there's like a slight lag mm-hmm. um, I have a tablet but you know like I if, maybe if I used one of those um, Cintiq mm-hmm. like uh, with the screen yeah, yeah when you draw on the screen then I think it's a little bit closer that's probably the closest to feeling like you're drawing like on paper yeah but I just have like an old tablet so yeah even drawing like one like stroke 
I'll just do it like several times because it'll like <laughs> skip. Yeah, or it'll just kind of wiggle a weird way or something. Yeah. So, but it's fun because once you do it, like you can easily change colors and stuff like that. Experiment. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And when you moved from uh, Japan to the U.S. the first time,、mm-hmm. was there like a big shock for you? Like, were you upset? No, I wasn't upset、um, because I guess. You know, like they were telling me, like this is happening.、Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I don't know what that means, but you know. <laughs> but I think like kids、uh, adapt、yeah. easily, and I was seven, so I was still. I personally think that I went at like the perfect age.、Mm-hmm. My sister was four, and my brother was like ten. So my sister, she like she was the first one to learn English. You know, she. Because she's forced, she's learning language、yeah. in general, you know. But her Japanese was like kind of iffy, so it was kind of weird for a while. <laughs> but like,、um, and, but my brother, it was a little bit harder for him, you know, like language-wise too, but also like、um, just blending in and stuff、yeah. like that. Because he's, I think it's harder for boys too, because he was this kind of like small, skinny. Boy with like glasses and stuff, you know,、mm-hmm. and I always feel like back, you know, especially when you're a kid. And I don't know about these days, but like in PE, they make you choose teams、yeah. and like picking teams. <laughs> it's just you know, it's just like brutal. Like I was always picked last, but I didn't care as much. But I feel like if I was a boy, like it would hurt my feelings. Yeah, there's like、more. pride in there somewhere. You know, yeah, just things like that. So I think it was a little bit harder for him.、Mm-hmm. Um, but. For me, I feel like language-wise, you know, I, you know, my Japanese was by seven. You're, you know, you're, you're all right. Good, yeah. yeah, you're writing and stuff. And so it didn't take me that long to learn English. I was out of ESL in a year. Oh,、um, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, and I had good friends that were、um, that kind of looked out for me.、Mm-hmm. There was this girl that lived down the street, and I don't know, like my. My parents met some people in the neighborhood, and they're like, "Oh, there's a girl that lives down the street that's the same age as your daughter. They can be friends." And、yeah. we're like, "So we're like, okay, we're friends, I guess." And so, we're, like, we're like best friends, yeah, the whole time. It's、there. so weird how that works. Like, yeah, they just set you up, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you just take it because it's like you don't, you know,、yeah. you're not like, well, you know. What do you, you know? What are not, you into? <laughs> yeah, you're not trying to figure out what they're like, where they're leaning, like. Politically、yeah. and stuff, you know, that's <laughs> like less complicated. And like, like at most, you got like five years of memories, so、right. like you don't even really like have any、yeah. preconceptions. No, you don't. You don't. Yeah. So it's just proximity. Yeah. Is is that's the top, you know? Because we always like walk to school and back together and stuff. Yeah. You know, so proximity definitely. What do、yeah. you think of the bay in general? Um, I really liked it. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I guess when I was there, I was like, "That's what it is." It's like gets really cold in、yeah. the morning, you know. So I remember that we would, like, in the winter time, we would wear like these huge jackets to go to work. I mean, not to work to school, but then by the time you know you're coming home, you're like in a t-shirt. Yeah. You know, so. What part were you in? San Mateo. San Mateo. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we. Yeah. So it's nice. We lived near the Crystal. What's it called? It's like a big reservoir. Okay. 
um, and it's like a yeah, it's like a little reservoir, and then there's like you can hike and ride your bike and stuff around it. So, that, you know, just there's stuff to do. Crystal Creek? No, that's no, in Crystal. Colorado. Crystal Springs. Crystal Springs, I yeah. think. Yeah. So that's that was nice. Um, yeah, it was nice because there's. I think there's like a, a lot of good um, places like nature-wise to go on a field trip and stuff like that. So I think it's a good place like for your childhood. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. When did you get into basketball? I got into basketball um, after I met William mm -hmm. because <clears throat> we started living together. And that was the year that the Lakers um, ended up losing to the Celtics in the final. Mm -hmm. So, but you know, they, I mean, they were having a good season, right? So he would be watching it, and it would be on. So you just see. So I just yeah. decided to, you know, I, I I don't think I was ever like not interested in it, but I wasn't particularly like there was no really reason for me to watch it. It's mm -hmm. kind of hard to just start watching something, you know. Um, but I'd read Slam Dunk, like, I don't think yeah. I finished it, but you know, like, uh, at that point, I have since finished it, but, um, so it wasn't, like, completely unfamiliar, you know, yeah. and so I was like, oh, and, you know, I, I think basketball is, um, interesting to watch, even if you don't really know, just because there's a lot of action, you mm -hmm. know, um, yeah, so I just started watching, and then by the end of the season, I was like, ah, oh. like, next year we're gonna get them, you know, so... I, I think that helped. Yeah. Having that kind of season helped me like like get locked in for the next year. I was like by the like time built next in season, underdog. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the, by, by the time the next season started, I was like, all right, all right, this year we're gonna we're gonna do this right. Yeah. So, yeah. Was that one of the Kobe Powell years? Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know if it was the first Kobe Powell year because I don't know what happened prior to that. Yeah. The, you know, but I think it might have been, like, it's 2007, 8 season, I think. That's so funny, because I yeah. feel like more than all my friends but one, like, you're the deepest into basketball. Oh, really? And like, in just terms of staying informed and, like, knowing, uh -huh. like, the moves. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I... That was... I feel like that was just all Twitter, because I was on Twitter before basketball mm -hmm. but then like I started watching basketball and realized that there's this whole world first it was like Japanese basketball Twitter yeah which is very specific and that's why there's like not that many people on it there's more now mm -hmm. but there wasn't so I, I think it was like hashtag NBA JP or something you know so maybe I did that and then maybe I looked mm -hmm. and I started following some people um, there's this one girl that lives in LA who's a Laker fan who's Japanese so like we're friends now like I went to her baby shower and stuff Jeez. you know like, yeah you know like well I went to her twin baby's like first birthday or something you know what I mean yeah. like yeah so we're like friends now um, but otherwise they're mostly in Japan but um, but I, after encountering Japanese NBA Twitter I'm like oh this is what people say about Japanese people get like really into shit because like have you seen that um, documentary uh, Anvil? Uh -uh. It's like a, this um, 
metal band. Mm-hmm. I think American, but it's like not that famous. But like they'll tour to Japan and they'll have these fans, and they're like Japan's oh, always awesome because there's these hardcore fans that are into stuff that even people in like their home country are like, "What? Who are you?" you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, I think it's kind of come coming from like. Having not having that much information come in, yeah, or you know, like with nowadays, you, there's internet, but still, it's like you can't go and just watch an NBA game. It's like you know, so the more they、it's、put more、investment. effort, yeah, yeah, into watching it, like they you had to get league pass to watch it, you know. So then, I guess once you do that, it's like well, you might as well like watch all the games and then <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and then you're just following all the news. People are like, you know, they don't really like. Their English isn't really that great for some some of those people, but they'll like try to figure out like what happened to so and so. Yeah, they're reading like <laughs> Woj tweets, trying to figure out what like happened and stuff. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, it's pretty funny. That's wild. I've heard the same thing about、um, rap music in Japan. Like every rapper who tours Japan says,、yeah. they're always the best shows of their lives because they're super into it.、Yeah. They're just like, oh my god, thank you. Yeah. And like in the nineties, they'd even put out、uh, like white label records, like just、mm-hmm. custom, like just for you know, like Tokyo、mm-hmm. when they come、mm-hmm. to town,、mm-hmm. which is really cool. Like, yeah, kind of see that kind of passion. Right, and it's definitely not the majority. You know,、yeah. it's like such a small. Group, but those people really appreciate it. Yeah. So. And I can't tell if it's because like I follow you on Twitter or not,、uh, but like I feel like Japanese basketball Twitter、uh-huh. and American basketball Twitter、uh-huh. cross over a lot now. I think so. Yeah. Because like all the dope fan art comes from Japanese basketball Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. all the memes from American basketball Twitter, and then they like、yeah. cross over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because this this girl who、um, was doing all the. Well, she's an OKC fan,、mm-hmm. but she does like a bunch of different people's、uh, players'、um, art. But like Cantor, Enos Cantor, because he's on OKC, like he would like re—he wouldn't even retweet it. Like it was funny because Japanese basketball fans were like, "Dude, Cantor, like." You need to like credit her.、Yeah. He would just like take the art and he would just tweet it. He would be like haha or whatever and tweet、yeah. it. It was like he would like tell him like, "Hey, Cantor, it would be nice if you credited so and so or whatever." But like she's like,、ah, "I don't care." <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Yeah. So yeah, it's just funny how people like crossover. Because、mm-hmm. yeah. I think, like you said, like basketball is really easy to watch in a way that、mm-hmm. football or baseball aren't. Like there's、yeah. a lot more going on in basketball. Yeah, and I think it just seems to really go well with like social media, like the small vines and just、yeah. things like that. You know,、oh, you just yeah, for the see them、plays. more. Yeah, highlights too. And I think it, it's it, the big part is because you see their faces,、mm-hmm. you know, and you kind of you can tell like what's going on with the player, like emotionally and stuff, like more than other. I don't know about baseball, but like you know, football. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because it's just them in like tank tops. There's no pads. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah,、language. they're they're stripped down. You <laughs>、yeah. know, like even baseball, you're wearing a hat. You know, but yeah. So yeah, I, I was thinking about、helps. that at the. We were at a Blazers game last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you're so cl- like we were sitting lower level, but even、yeah. in the upper decks, you can really see like body language. Like、yeah. oh, like so and so is upset. Yeah. 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 You can totally see. So, other than、uh, that, like almost championship run, like what hooked you about basketball? 
Like, what's your favorite part? My favorite part is like knowing the the more you find out about the players and their storylines and stuff like that, and then just the relationship they have with their teammates and things mm-hmm. like that, like. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> like the soap opera. <laughs> yeah, you know, like of course I like the 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 game. Yeah. You know, and I mean, in terms of the game, I guess it is because there's so much to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now it's it, it's interesting because it's kind of I started watching you know the championship stuff and it just kind of went downhill. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, and then Kobe's gone. <laughs> So, but this off season, you know, like even like last year and the year before, because we were getting like actual like draft picks and stuff, which, you know, when I first started watching, I had no, I wasn't watching the draft because yeah. we weren't drafting anybody, you know, like, um, so summer league, I wasn't watching summer league, but because we got more like younger players. Um, it's the off season gets a little bit more like exciting, exciting because there's more for you if you're if you suck if your team sucks you know? yeah and so right now I'm like really just excited to see how the the young guys you know kind of I I like seeing them I like see their um, Instagram and they'll be like hanging out together or something yeah. you know like <laughs> D'Angelo is always posting um, Instagram stories of him playing 2K. Oh yeah, but like at his house, and at first it was like his brothers because they live with him, and he'll like beat his brothers in two K as the Lakers. Like he had one <laughs> where it was like him. Um, at the end of the game, he had like how many assists? Like fourteen assists or something, something <laughs> crazy, you know? Forty points, forty assists, like fourteen assists or whatever. And yeah. then he'll like he's just you know making them like do push-ups because they lost, <laughs> and so. At first, it was like his brother, and then it was like Anthony Brown, which is like another. Um, he's his second year going this year, um, and then and then I think even during training camp, he brought he brought it. Yeah, so he was. Uh, he had Ivica Zubats, which is our rookie this year, um, and filming him. He yeah. wasn't making him do push-ups, but he might have later on. Yeah. Yeah. So just like things like that, it's pretty funny. It's so funny, like how <laughs> NBA 2K is just like part of the NBA now. Yeah, you know? yeah. There yeah, was yeah. Um, like when Hassan Whiteside first started going off a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had like this crazy game, like a double double or triple double or something. Like mm-hmm. his best game to that date, and then yeah. also the best game of the week. Right. And uh, in the interview, they were like, "So, like, what happened, man? Like, what yeah. really got what got you fired up?" He's yeah. like, "Oh, I want to get my 2K rating up." <laughs> <laughs> that was his yeah like, his this motivation. Is way too long. <laughs> yeah and 2k like the next day we were like yep we updated your character yeah. and now you're like this in the game too right 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 that's funny yeah yeah because uh i don't know like a month or so ago when they the ratings came out yeah this guy i think he works for 2k was like um like tweeting at a bunch of NBA players like, hey, if you want your rating, DM me and I can send you the screenshot or whatever. It was just funny because he was trying to get certain guys. I think he was ask, telling Ingram because other one, other players are like asking him, like, yeah, they give know. me mine, give me mine, right? They're like, I want to know. And he's like, hold on, it'll be a while or whatever. And then I saw one where he was tweeting at Brandon Ingram, you know, because yeah. he's still like number two rookie, right? So he's like, 
hey, Brandon, <laughs> you know, like follow me so I can DM you your um, NBA to like, you know, rating if you want. And nothing. <laughs> like he might, maybe he DM'd him and then yeah. he he's never. Like, it's too low. <laughs> yeah, but he never like showed it. Like he doesn't seem like he's like really like cares that much. Yeah. He doesn't like. He's, he's not that guy. He's not really on Twitter that much, you know. So which is which is good. We got D'Angelo, so we got one, yeah. you know, and uh, one person covering it all for yeah the whole team. So we're good. There was one controversy where. Uh, I think for his last season, Kobe had finally dropped below 90 on NBA 2K after uh-huh. like 15 years of being the best in the game. Uh-huh. And it was, people got upset. Yeah, they were yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. So you're like a hardcore Lakers fan. Yeah. Have yeah. you reached back to like the Magic Johnson era too, or are you mostly like Kobe era? Um, I haven't really watched old games partly because they're just hard to watch yeah just because of like the quality (laughs) like spoiled by hd i guess yeah um you know like highlights here and there and just being in la you do and being a lakers fan you do hear about a lot of stuff um i actually have been in the middle of reading uh the book showtime Mm mm-hmm I've been in the middle of it for like a few years now. I just have to pick it back up, but um, that's a really good book. Um, is it just the, is it a biography? It's about the Showtime Lakers, okay. yeah. So it kind of goes by each, you know, player and how they kind of came into the team or like, and the coaches and stuff like that, how the team came about. Yeah. But it's really interesting. It's funny stories. So. What about um, like non-Lakers highlights? Like, are you into? Have you reached back to like Jason Williams? No, no, not really. I've seen him. He was like, I saw a lot of videos this summer of him playing. Uh, he was going off in China. Oh, really? yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It's funny. Like when I was, I knew about like Magic Johnson and them when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. I'm like the Lakers. Uh, they were like my number two team for a long time mm-hmm. after the Hawks, mm-hmm. just because like they were they played like bomb basketball. Yeah, and Show you know time, the dream yeah. team. Yeah, uh, that too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But you're totally right about watching like old games. They look mm-hmm. like bad YouTube videos now. Yeah, and you're just like squinting. It's like that's not gonna make it better. Yeah. Know? So it's just kind of every time. Every time they replay the slam dunk contest uh-huh. on uh, NBA TV, yeah. like when they do the marathons, yeah. it's like getting closer and closer to looking good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like when I lived in the Bay Area, um, it was doing like the Michael Jordan yeah. era, you know. So I knew of Michael Jordan, but I don't think I really watched any games. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know there was a team. <laughs> <laughs> like I, when I lived in the Bay Area, I'd heard about the 49ers yeah. and the Raiders. I remember like in the classroom, you know, usually like, it's the, the fandom is split between those two yeah. <clears throat> teams. There's you know? bars in Oakland that are still the same way. Yeah. Like it's either a Raiders bar or a Niners yeah. bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just was like that, you know? And so, so I knew about that. Um, didn't really watch it. Went to like a few Jans games, mm-hmm. baseball, but didn't know there was a basketball team up there. I think that might've been after the <laughs> run TMC years. Uh-huh. Like when they, it was, um, I can't believe I'm forgetting. It was like Chris Mullen, oh, 
like that era when they were like really good and then they were really bad for the next like 20 years. Like the dark ages. Yeah. Yeah, definitely no kids in my school that I knew of were like repping the Warriors or anything like that. It's pretty crazy. Then they had those bad uniforms for a long time too. It didn't help. Oh, really? Yeah. Like with the jagged, they were like really orange. They looked almost like uh, what you would use to stop traffic. Oh, really? Like a vest oh, or something. Weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's much better now. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. real classic. Yeah, they toned down the orange, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you run, how many podcasts do you guest on or run? <laughs> um, just two. Just two? Well, I've been a guest on another one, but yeah. just occasionally several times. Um, so I have my own podcast, uh, Bebaw Muse. Which it's a it's my website, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like a blog, I guess, that I don't write that often in, um, but it's in Japanese um, about basketball. Um, half of the time, it's like translations of like English um, articles or combination of several articles, or I did like I transcribed and translated a podcast actually mm-hmm. the one i was telling you about jj reddick podcast when jamal crawford came on oh yeah yeah it was I, I thought it was really good and really like interesting the kind of stuff you don't really usually get to hear mm-hmm. um between players and stuff after they had just lost out of the playoffs you know it's just like this is devastating yeah, yeah you know so it's just like really interesting so i it took a while but i you know did that made that into a an article but um podcast wise yeah i have my podcast there started like an english podcast with this guy mark um he's like half japanese half american and he had already had his podcast uh nba podcast mm-hmm. in japanese called mark tonight so he so i'd been on a guest on that a few times but he um wanted to start an english one so yeah, we do that. Like, and Bento Box Out. Yeah, yeah, like that's the best what it's name. called. Bento Box Out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to come up with like a name that, you know, was Japanese and basketball at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah. How'd you get into podcasting? I got into podcasting uh, back in like 2004 or six. Oh, wow. Four, six. Something like pretty much when podcasting started, kind of like when they started calling it podcast, but we yeah. didn't know, right? So I got into podcasting because I read this article in a Japanese culture like magazine. Um, and this guy was talking about uh, this one guy who's like an artist makes you know writes manga stuff like that but he does all kinds of stuff like um videos like animation Mm -hmm. um so he's i guess the article was about him starting a podcast but it wasn't called a podcast back then right so it was about him wanting to do a radio show um but then he, he decided hey what if i just record myself talking and then upload that mp3 Mm-hmm. onto my website and then people can listen to it 
and so basically had the idea of a podcast but yeah. you know like <laughs> it was kind of one of those things where like things happen simultaneously like around the world like, yeah yeah so so he did that and so then like a few other people around around him like his friends started doing this and like named it something and then they were he like this guy started just doing it like every night you know mm -hmm. that's intense yeah and so and they were like short you know because these files are long and we couldn't download things that were too big back then you know yeah. would take forever um so he started it and so i'd read that and i was like that sounds like so much fun for some reason i was like that sounds awesome i'm gonna do this <laughs> and so then i went and i think i had just bought a laptop or something mm -hmm. so i just decided that i was gonna go and like do this and i think i went and bought the microphone and basically started it within like the week and so then I was able to kind of like hook up with those people mm -hmm. that had I'd read about. Um, what was yours about? Just you talking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of these were just people just talking. And so it became this like small community because we just like, you know, I don't know. Like when I started, I think maybe there was like a little over 10. Mm -hmm. maybe in in the group that you know was happening and so it just kind of started spreading and people like you know people would email me <laughs> and i'd like read the emails and stuff and it was just like it was just fun you know yeah and so that's how i started twitter actually i think because i found out about twitter through like one of the guys so we were kind of communicating on that so yeah i think Social media definitely helped like keep it going because you kind of were able to feel like you knew these people and and then back in the day um, I, I met a lot of them because you know, I went back to Japan mm -hmm. After I started it and then they were like, oh, we need we should meet up and yeah barbecues and like yeah it was just, great. yeah you know like so i met a lot of friends through that you know so i was doing that for a while and then it kind of like died down but the guy who originally had started it he's still doing it he's been doing it like for years and he like perfected it it's crazy because he still does his podcasts are still only between like eight to twelve minutes mm -hmm. but he just like got so good at like telling these perfect stories like that oh, that's awesome yeah sometimes they go longer but he'll he'll say you know if it's approaching like around 10 minutes he'll say okay like uh i'll go you know just i'll stop cut this here go to the next podcast so he doesn't edit it later he just uh. edited it, edits it in place so he'll stop it and that's then he'll just nuts. record another one yeah yeah just in one sitting though you know but so sometimes it'll go on for like several episodes if it's like a long story or he has somebody as a guest but each podcast is still only like 12 minutes max maybe yeah so they're really super easy like to listen efficient. to efficient yeah yeah super efficient and sometimes he will tell like a good you know story in within like 10 minutes and that's it is it like fictional stories? No, no, they're just oh. things like it's just still just things that in his life or whatever, you know. Yeah. But he's an artist and he has so many interests and he's just one of those guys that like he'll get interested in something and he'll like really pursue it, you know. And so this podcasting is just 
another thing. An another thing. There was like a point where he was like really into saunas. I think he is still, mm -hmm. but he was really getting into saunas, and so he would talk about that. Wow. Yeah, and I think he got into um, underwater. I don't know what you call it. It's like you buy like a tank, mm -hmm. you know, like a fish tank, but you don't. I don't know if you put fish in it, but it's mostly just to the layout. Like of, design, or like a diorama kind of. Yeah, so it's like water, like um, seaweeds and stuff like that, and you lay it out and you create. It's kind of like a bonsai, but underwater. So you That's create cool. this world in this tank. I mean, it, the tank is pretty big. Yeah. But he got into that, so he started submitting to like the the international contest <laughs> and his goal is to get first place Jeez. and he went like he went up to like he, i think this year he's he got second place like it's crazy like he, yeah. he was just like do it to the point where he like actually will reach you know yeah he's motivated yeah yeah he's just like one of those people so and then he'll perfect it and then he'll just keep keep doing it yeah yeah so yeah uh so why is your podcast b-ball muse the name? Yeah. Um, I think partly the muse comes from like Kobe's documentary. Mm -hmm. It was kind of around that time. Um, yeah, I guess so. And it's just like, I was like thinking because, you know, I'm a female, so I wanted something feminine um, and also yeah, there's a lot of muses, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, in basketball for me, so. So does that make you the b-ball muse, or is b-ball your muse? Um, I don't think I'm b-ball muse because I'm just a person, like, yeah. who likes basketball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I didn't, like, when I named it, I wasn't, like, thinking, like, I'm the muse. Yeah. Um, but that's how people take it, I think. <laughs> And I'm like, the audacity for me to just be like, you know, but whatever, you know, that's yeah. that's how people take it, I think. But you hashtag things like P5 Muse, you're playing for yeah, five. Yeah, 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 <laughs> because that's, B-Ball is too generic. Yeah. That's why I get, I take the Muse part. So. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny, so. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, about the Lakers, mm -hmm. what's your favorite, like, aspect of that team? Because, like, you were a right hardcore now. Lakers fan. Yeah. Uh, right now and, like, in general. In general? I mean, yeah, I think in general, I definitely did, like, adopt the Lakers fan thing of where we just think we're just the, the shit. Best. Yeah. yeah. We're just, like, <laughs> like, we suck right now, but we our confidence isn't lost, you know? Like, Yeah, it's like that when Kobe said, person. um... Like, now I know how the Clippers feel when the Lakers started losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's just like, I think we kind of have this confidence, at least Lakers fans who've been, who've experienced some championships, you know, like yeah. if you just became a Laker fan, like two years ago or something, like, you know, <laughs> that's rough. welcome, I guess. I don't know. That's rough. Yeah. I don't know why you decide to come on right now, but... Um, but I think there's definitely like an underlying confidence of like, but we'll we'll win again at some point. Mm -hmm. Whereas like I think if if you're a fan of a team that's never won, you can't really feel that way yeah. because you've never done it, you know. But so there's that confidence. So I think I I kind of like like that. Um, 
it's like the opposite of what we've got as Hawks fans. Because, <laughs> like, the Hawks have won and they've been good. Yeah. Like, they had a really good, like, they'd get to the playoffs and, like, bounce in the first or second round mm-hmm. for years, mm-hmm. which isn't right. great. But yeah. we're like, dang, like, we're doing the thing. Like, we're, yeah. we're competitive. Yeah. yeah While yeah, the Lakers yeah. are like, we're going to get the championship yeah. and MVP and Rookie of the Year. Right. And everything else. We're just going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to wait. You know? So, like, maybe, like, you know, maybe it'll, how, you know, who knows how long it'll take till. Yeah. We'll get another one, but like, I'm assuming we're getting, <laughs> you know, not just one, like, I'm assuming we're getting a few more, you know? Um, so I guess I, I, it's just that kind of thing is one of those things. Like, if you're not a Lakers fan, you hate that about oh, them, yeah. I'm sure, you know? But I kind of enjoy being on that side of it just because it's just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like that there's, a history and just like an abundance of ex-Lakers that are just like Hall of Famers and stuff like that. It does um, give me like pride, you yeah. know, even though people are like, oh, you're hanging on to like old stuff, but still, at least we got and something. And a lot of <laughs> activists too. Huh? A lot of activists too. Mm-hmm. Like Kareem is yeah. somehow like a really good blogger in addition to basketball Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a writer. He, yeah. he just came out with like a mystery novel or something. Uh, he's doing right. a comic book. like with, Oh, is he? Uh, Sherlock Holmes' older brother. Oh, it's a comic book? Yeah. Oh. He might also he, have he like has, a book a book. No- yeah. too. Yeah, Sherlock. Something Mycroft. Holmes. Mycroft yeah. Holmes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he was doing a comic book, too. Yeah. So it's just interesting. Um, The history. I think, like, knowing the history of the Lakers and the organization kind of helps you in on the history of the NBA just because they're, they're so dominant, you know. So I appreciate that, too. You know? There was some stat I read where like people got mad about like LeBron going to the Heat and chasing championships, mm-hmm. but there have been a bunch of different teams in the finals. It's just LeBron has always been half of it for like, yeah. the past yeah. however many years. Yeah. But then in like the 80s, it was just the Lakers and the Celtics over and over and right. over again. Yeah, I'm sure everybody was just like tired of that. Yeah, like know? they broke the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're like, well, we're, we're winning. We gotta, yeah. So, yeah, and I, I do like having that like rivalry thing mm-hmm. with uh, the Celtics too because it's it's just kind of this not all teams have that kind of rivalry you know and it, it even though right now it's kind of you know it's only in name yeah. you know but in terms of the players but I think the fans are the ones kind of keeping they still it feel it yeah, yeah you know so I, 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 I and I think it will just we will keep it going, you know? And I think Boston people, like, educate their kids that way. And, like, you know, so yeah. I, I kind of like that thing, too. Um, because it is a very sports thing, you know? For sure. To have that kind of rivalry, yeah. Are you feeling optimistic with uh, head coach of the year, Luke Walton? Guys? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Um, yeah, I'm, like, I wasn't hating on Byron like super hard the last yeah. few years because I just my stance as a fan is like I don't like to just complain about the situation too hard because like this is like this is what we got like I me complaining isn't gonna change do it. change anything yeah. so I just want to enjoy it more than anything you know 
um, because it's fun for me. Like I, I'm not in here like being a Lakers fan to to just feel suffering. Even though I know some people, <laughs> that's just how it is. Like with sports, but um, I'm not. So I want to enjoy it. You know. So, but there were definitely times like last season where I was just like, what? After I would like, it would be like a game, you know, and that we would lose, and then Bai would say something, and I'm like, oh my god, like why? Just, just don't say anything because he kept saying things that like made no sense,、mm-hmm. you know,、um, and it just made me more concerned about like, oh my god, it's it's never gonna, you know, if that's the, how he's thinking about it, it's never gonna get better, right? You know, so、um, just seeing how happy. The like D'Angelo <laughs> Russell alone is、um, with this new situation. Of course, you know, like I don't think we can win that many games, and、mm-hmm. so when you don't win, you know, people aren't as happy. So right now we're just full of hope because you know nobody's lost yet.、Um, but I do think that I'm glad that we got Luke Walton because I think it's just a totally different approach、mm-hmm. to just.、Um, Communication and just relationship between the coach and the、um, players. So it gives me a little bit more, you know. It makes me feel a little bit better knowing that he's not, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He, his approach is different. Yeah. Cool. One last thing.、Mm-hmm. So you live in LA.、Mm-hmm. You do photography, painting, drawing,、mm-hmm. podcasting.、Mm-hmm. Like, how do you think of your life in LA? My life in LA. Yeah, are you pretty content? Like, are you comfortable? <laughs> I'm comfortable. I mean, LA is the, the 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 city I've lived in the longest because I've moved around a lot.、Mm-hmm. So it's kind of crazy to me to think that I've lived there for like over ten years now.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I I do like it. I think LA is a place where you could. Do a lot if you really put work into it,、mm-hmm. um, but you could just not, you know, like anywhere, I guess. But so I do feel like there is, there are certain things that I can still do more to do more with those things.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not content in that way, I guess, because I feel like I'm not. I I never feel like I'm doing enough. Yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. What's something you're proud of?、Um, It's like the hardest question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm. I guess. I don't know. Even something like as small as like those Lakers portraits you've been putting on Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. I I want to keep doing more of those.、Um, so. I don't know if I'd say I'm proud of them though. Yeah. Yeah, because I haven't done enough. <laughs> I, I'm like, well, I gotta keep doing it now, you know. Yeah. Um, but I guess in in general, um, I like how like the B-ball muse thing is going. Mm-hmm. It could be better, but yeah, I'm pretty happy with. How it's going so far, in、cool. terms of just having people look at stuff and like in- interacting and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 